welcome to 1001 Books, the podcast where we read the 1001 books the experts say we're supposed to read before we die and decide if they're really worth your time. I'm Nicole, a lover of historical fiction and Harry Potter and recently books about time travel. <laughs> and I'm Chelsea. I also love Harry Potter and any book that is going to make me cry. Guess what? This is our 20th episode. Yay! 20 books. That's 2% of the list. We're in the bag. We're drinking celebratory book-themed wine. wine. Yeah, from an amazing book-themed winery in our region, which yes. is really fun. So there's that. Yes. So before we get into our book for this week, what else have you been reading lately, Chelsea? Um, Well, it has been a long time reading this book. And yeah, so long. Not crime and punishment long, but damn long, nevertheless. Yeah. And it kind of put me into a reading slump, but me I too. did <laughs> manage to pull myself out of said slump for A Court of Frost and Starlight, mm. which is the next book. It's like a mini book in between Novella. the two series. <laughs> yes, that would be what it's called. <laughs> um, in the Court of Thrones and Roses series, which I absolutely fangirl over. Like, I know there are problematic things in Sarah J. Mass's writing. I know that, like, it's just like... I know that I didn't even feel the ending to that trilogy was that strong. It was only medium, but I still even. love them. I yes. love them so I, much. Just a few days ago, I read this book cover to cover on a Friday night, and it was so great. And I would say that it's not as epic as the full-length novels because of its length, Yeah, but it just felt good to be in that world again. And I will read anything that woman's writes. And I saw on Litzy today that she just announced an adult fantasy book that she's going to write. What? And yeah. I, I am all about Reese. Like yes. all the time, he fulfills all of my like bad guy, good guy needs. Yeah, you're a lover of dark, dark characters. God, yes. I just, I just, I just love him. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He he proposed to you knowing how much you love him. So we're yeah. you're so, in the clear. So I mean, we're in the clear. I, if the, if he was in real life, I just he'd be my like freebie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, def- 100%. Yes. Yeah. It was hilarious actually reading that um, that novella. This isn't giving anything away since you haven't finished yet. But the whole time I was just like, where's the great sex scene? Come on. Come on. And you have to wait almost until the end. <laughs> But there's yeah, one because Sarah J. Mass's books, in case you don't read them, are kind of racy in parts, but it's mixed in with plot, so it's not just smut in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I'm like 135 pages in, and I'm like, there's no sex yet in this book, um, <laughs> so which is rare for her books. Yes. So, um, what about you? What have you been reading? Um, I read. I read. So I also we took a long time to read this book, and it also we can get into this more suck the life out of my reading life. Um, but then in the last week when we were like, oh, let's wait one more week you know to finish it I was like cool I don't have to pick this up for a little bit and I just like like ran through a bunch of books because out of desperation and so the two best ones were one that I read in one day called How to Stop Time by Matt Haig and this is a litzy find and I realized that my like favorite trope in fiction is like anything with like time travel or like somebody's life is really long or they're living the same lifetime over and over again or they keep going back to fix something that went wrong like any book like that I will devour and so this one is a man who's like born in the 1500s and he's he only ages one year every 15 years oh and it's yeah it's just good I mean there was nothing like completely unique in this version of that but I love that trope any place I will read that and the second one is the book that read won the Pulitzer Prize this year called Less by Andrew Sean Greer and I didn't realize that I've read two other books by that guy um 
the some the life of Matt Travol Max Travoli, which was good, but my one of my probably one of my top ten books was his first novel, The Impossible Lives of Greta Wells, oh. which is outstandingly good. Uh, it was and, not in your top ten book list. Well, we only did top five. Oh, true. <laughs> it's in the top yeah, yeah. ten. It's in the top ten. And so this one, Less, is about like a mill a guy who's uh, a gay white guy in America who's turning fifty, and his boyfriend is about to marry someone else, and so to avoid going to the wedding, he uh, like accepts a bunch of invitations. He's an author to like speak at different things to have a trip around the world and get away, and then oh, it's kind fun. of about him like like coming to terms with turning 50 but it was so fun I read it in two days it was really lighthearted. I think it totally deserved the Pulitzer it was really good and that author is really great and he does do that like mess with time thing a lot which I, ah. of course I love so <laughs> that's we're having it's a theme right there's a theme alley. yeah all right well moving on to this book and again this book is the first in a trilogy so the one we read this time is Titus Grown and it grown like ugh, grown not like grown like grow big yeah g-r-o-a-n which grown would have made more sense if this novel had spanned more time but it was published by mervyn peak in 1946 and i do believe it was originally in english he's an, yeah, english, I think he's writer. an english writer yeah so it is not a translation um and what would you say how would you describe this book in one word? Uh, so I'm going to harken back to a word I used in our very first episode, The Midnight Examiner, and use the word again, wackadoodle, because right. that's where I'm landing for this one. What about you? I think this book was very long-winded. Yes. And it wasn't even that long. It was almost, only 396 pages. Yeah, almost 400 pages. Which, in normal books, I don't find that to be that long. Yeah. But before we get into our feelings, do you want to give us what your quick plot summary of this yes. book would be? My quick plot for this book is, in a castle stuck on tradition, change comes through two young men. One, a menace to the castle itself. The other, an infant heir just born. Okay, great. So we're going to get more into the plot of this book from here on out. So consider this your spoiler alert and you can come back and join us for our final segment. The time will be in the show notes. Um, so now that we've done our spoiler alert, I would just like to say that quick plot is what I wished this novel had been. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I don't know, should we lead off with our, like, feelings about it? or Because I feel like there isn't that much more plot to talk about. No. So this book basically starts when Titus, who is the 76th or 77th Earl of Gormenghast, is born. Um, I guess we should say this is the first fantasy book that's been on the list and on the back of the R edition of the book, the the, like people who are commenting on it are are saying that um, it's it's like on the level with Lord of the Rings. So we are both like, yes, we both are fantasy readers. We've never heard Mm -hmm. of this one. We're really excited. Um, but I have to say that this is no Lord of the Rings, not even close. Yeah. So this little boy Titus is born and the whole novel kind of surrounds 400 pages of the first year and a half, not even two years of his life. Um, he's christened. He ends up becoming Lord of Gormenghast because is it Lord or Earl? Earl. Earl of Gormenghast because his father essentially kills himself. Yeah. Um, he, that's all that happens in the novel. But really, it's a fantasy novel, and there's like an air of that it's a magical kind of world, but there's no magic. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's no magic. It's just kind of it's like some like a medieval unit world building, and then a lot of the plot centers around this teenager steer pike who is like works in the castle as a kitchen boy and then like works his way up and kind of like weasels his way into being like various powerful people in the castle's assistant and then is like doing anything he can to grab all the power and by the end of the book is like in training to become the one that holds on to all of Garmagast's traditions because the central thing of the life in this castle is that there's a thousand traditions and they have to be followed down to the minute all the time and everyone's just like lockstep in with these rules to the point mm-hmm. where they don't really have any sense of personhood. Yeah, and they're very isolated because their role is just like that's their whole life is this role they hold. So they're very each character um in and of themselves even as they're interacting is very isolated in what their role is and is very kind of stuck on them because there is no yeah. There's no like interpersonal relationships really other than what your role is. And to me, perhaps that is meant as a plot device. But in this book, we did read, I read online about how like this book's really setting up the second book, which is the more famous book in the trilogy. And then the third book of the trilogy is unfinished because the author died. Mm-hmm. So the second book is like where it's at, but, but we wanted to read them in order. And this is supposed to be a lot of setup. So it's just a lot of introducing characters. But unfortunately, because they're like that in the rules, it basically just feels like the character development in this book is terrible and that none of the characters, you're not, I'm not attached to any of the characters and I don't think they have any depth. Well, and the only character I really ended up caring about, and not even caring about, but finding interesting at all, were Steerpike because mm-hmm. he was actually doing things. Whether yeah. or not I think he's a good character, I mean, he's obviously the bad guy in the novel, but like... Whether or not I think he's a good character is irrelevant because he's the only one who did anything. Right. And then also there was a a woman who was brought in to be the wet nurse. The wet nurse and I Keda. Keda. Was it Keda Keda? Um and she her plot line was interesting, but she just like popped in and out. Like she was just Yeah, and then and then eventually kills herself. Yeah. And I was like, Well, I was interested in her and now she's dead. Yeah, and then it's kind of set up at the end at the christening that her kid, her baby that she had right before she was left is there. So maybe when they're adults, that character is going to be important. Yeah. And that's why she was in it at all. Um, but overall, just to get to the point, I think there's an argument to me that this is the worst book that we've read for the podcast so far. And this is this is why this is why I think that's the case. Other books have been long or tedious or not to my taste. But I've read them and I've still felt, even on the hardest ones, like Life is a Caravan Sarai, that there's either something valuable in this book, like For Whom the Bell Tolls, even though I didn't like it, or I can understand why I'm having a hard time getting it because there's a big cultural difference, like Life is a Caravan Sarai. This book, there should have been no cultural difference. There's no reason to not get it. And I, it's still, I still hated reading it. And Rather than other books that have been long and tedious, I've been like, oh, I'll mix this up by reading a fun book that I want to read on the side and alternating. This book made me not want to read anything. It killed the love of reading in me for three weeks. (laughs) Like, I watched so much more TV in these three weeks here reading this book. And so, and so I just feel like that ability to suck the life out of someone who reads a hundred books a year is really saying something. And I think that the writing style itself is not good. I think that he always tells he doesn't show anything. And I think I just I mean, I feel like the a lot of people think the writing in this, these books are really, really great, but I do not get it. I 
I'm ambivalent about the writing. Here's my thing. I don't think that's the worst book we've read, but I just don't have any feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just ambivalent all around. And so I don't feel like I need to defend it. I don't feel like I want to, like, say it needs to, like, die in a fire. Like, I don't feel anything about this novel, which is very rare to me. And I just, like, I wanted to like it. Right. Because... I like that quick plot. Like, I like the idea of this novel. I like the idea of a, of a fantasy world where it's really not that fantastical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the idea, I like the idea of a castle where the routine is so much that that is what is, like, the isolation. That is what is causing them to kind of, like, destroy themselves, basically. Yeah. Like, I like that. I, I, I like the idea behind this novel but I don't like it. Well, you know what it is, is that the reason it's not Lord of the Rings is because there's no quest. There's no thing to get behind. There's no there's no goal. There's no plot development or very, very little. So there's nothing that you're like, oh, I got to get to the next book because I want to see what happens in this grand adventure mm-hmm. that you should have in this genre in fantasy. And well, that does not exist. And that's the thing. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe it's going to pick up now. So like when Steer Pike... He manipulates two, like, forgotten sisters of the Earl. I don't even know how to say the Earl's name. Sepulchre something. Um, into burning down the Earl's library because the Earl, that this is one love, the one thing that brings him joy. And so, like, that's getting ready. And I'm like, okay, maybe now we'll get going somewhere. Right. But then it just, like, the library burns down. There were, like... 20 pages that I were not even 20 10 pages that were interesting then nothing happens again right. then they ramp up to the lord after the library burns down he or the earl keep calling him lord they just yeah. pretend interchangeable he loses his mind yeah, he starts to think that he's an owl a death and owl a, yeah a unique craziness <laughs> which is like again I'm like that's kind of interesting because I think the death owls live in the town. Well, the death owls do live in the town, so now he thinks he's one. So, like, is that the kind of magic of this world? Like, in the way it causes insanity? Maybe it's coming. Nothing. Like, everything that felt like a ramp up to a storyline just kind of died. Yeah. And so maybe this author is really magical and the second book brings everything together but i on principle of a reader feel like i shouldn't have to read 400 pages of prologue to understand your your great work no i I feel like this could have been this should have been a one chapter prologue because there's a lot of weird like subplots in this that right now feel unnecessary and if it all ties together the second book the second book will be amazing but i don't have high hopes (laughs) well and like but that's the thing like i've read a lot of long fantasy like i I've read um, the 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 worst one is called The Winds of Change. It is the cycle by George. No, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, my God. Well, I've read a lot of long fantasy series. Wheel of Time. Good gravy. Um, Like that go over many, many books and most long drawn out fantasy series, especially the ones that are for adults and are very like medieval type fantasy if it's more than five books long, do have a lull somewhere, but the lull can't be the first book. No, <laughs> not if you want people to keep reading. Because it. yeah, at least if like um like Wheel of Time, um I haven't finished it, so no spoilers. Um, but I've read the first eight books, and like 
books, book eight starts to not be great. Or maybe I've read the first nine. Book eight or nine start to not be great. But like I'm invested at that point. So I'm okay with having a book where not a lot of it is happening. Yeah. Or like it seems like it's just building for a whole 800 page novel because I'm invested. I'm not invested. And so like reading 400 pages, but of like, is something going to happen? Are we foreshadowing? I don't know if we're foreshadowing. Is something going to happen? <laughs> like, it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much, yeah. And I feel like I read a little bit about this book online and that when it came out, people really liked it, but it, but it doesn't, I don't think it stands the test of time as we see it right now, the first volume, because it's not accessible, you know? And, and I feel like it's like weirdly in the middle between the like epic literary fantasy that I like you know, and the young adult fantasy that I like now and the like shitty dime store novel fantasy that's just like, oh, and then on page 30, every mm-hmm. female character gets raped. Like, you yeah. know, that like that because that stuff is terrible and like shouldn't be read. But the, and this is like in the middle, like it's not good enough to be Lord of the Rings quality, but it's not it's not plot wise as dumb as those like dime store paperbacks, you know? Yeah. And it's not. It doesn't have. Like. I'm thinking, like, Name of the Wind. I don't know if you've read Name mm-hmm. of the Wind. Um, it's actually on my thing because I'm currently reading it, uh, but I didn't talk about it. I'm currently reading a lot of things, always readers. So um, I've been slowing down on that one because it's not fully released yet. But that one, like, from the second you start reading, you're interested. And there's a character that draws you in. And I really kept hoping that Steerpike would be that character because I'm like, yeah. I would love to follow the bad guy through the whole series. Yeah. But he never became it. Like, it's this is like a, felt like a not fulfilled thing. And so uh, my little brother actually read the summary of all three books and mm-hmm. said that he demands that we read Titus alone because apparently That's shit goes one. crazy. Oh, okay. Um, And he was just like, this is ridiculous. So I don't know if I have hopes. I'm like. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't want to have to read the third one at this point. At least it's only like 200 pages. Yeah, because he didn't finish it. Yeah. Well, let me share with you what I think is the funniest scene in this book. Um, So one of the like weird side characters is a doctor and his sister who live in the castle and are like Mm -hmm. close with the the, like royal family. And for a while, Steer Pike works for them. Mm -hmm. And there's and like the they're both like middle aged, you know, and unmarried. And um, and a lot of time is spent making fun of the sister for like trying to pretend that she's a lady, but she's obviously not a lady and for being mm-hmm. too skinny and all this stuff. But there's a section where um, Steerpike like comes in rushing for someone and he's like half naked because he was like caught out in a storm. And and the sister sees him and like gasps and runs upstairs to her room. And then it says him and the doctor are, like, you know, warming up by the fire and then and they can just hear her moaning above so it was like she saw a half naked man and like had to go upstairs and masturbate immediately oh i didn't know read it as that that's so what else could it be the doctor could hear an extraordinary morning moaning from the floor above and then it like comes back to it and they could still hear her moaning oh i thought she was sobbing hysterically Oh, I but I like the I way you read, read it, it better. better. That's funny. It's really fun. I thought it was really funny. That's very funny. She um, that character is a weird character. Yeah, all of the characters. All the characters are, are so weird. Let's see what else did I mark? Um, there also is a spot where Steer Pike is saying that his overall goal is there for there to be equality, 
It's the only true and central premise from which the constructive ideas can radiate freely and be operated without prejudice. Absolute equality of status, equality of wealth, equality of power. Which I was like, this book is also about communism. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me laugh. The communism. Because they're all about communism. And then there's also another spot really close to the end um, where one person... The sentence is, upon his knees, he knew that he was the witness. And I was like, the witness! Yet another reference, it feels like. I didn't even to catch a book that. That's that we have funny. Read. Um, yeah. But other than that, I didn't mark very many passages. <laughs> I didn't mark anything. Um, the only really beautiful part, um, it's really close to the beginning when I had a lot more hope for the book. But it's about, um, I'll just read the quote. This is a love that equals in its power the love of a man for a woman and reaches inward as deeply. It is the love of a man or of a woman for their world, for the world of a world of their center where their lives have been genuinely, uh, burned genuinely and with a free f- flame. That is a lovely quote. Yeah, that's the only one. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just, I don't even know, even if the second book is amazing, I don't know if I can like it because it was 400 pages. Yeah, I think I only really feel the second book is good if I could recommend someone just to read the second book because I would never put someone through this. Yeah. It's too long. It's so boring. And it kills the love of reading. You can't hand this book to someone. Most people read less than 10 books a year. You can't give this to somebody. (laughs) Let me just go give this to Jeremy in the other room and be like, we can't get married until you finish this book. The engagement would be off. Yeah, that's it. Spinster. (laughs) That's not happening. (laughs) Zero to cat lady. Real fast. Real fast. It's all the file of Titus Crow. Oh, God. Yeah, Uh, it's just... Yeah. It is what it is, but I... And it makes me sad because... I feel like the only other fantasy that I know for sure is on the list is Lord of the Rings. And maybe there's other ones that I don't know, but I feel like that's not a good enough representation of fantasy on the list if those are the only two choices. Well, I mean, I think it goes back to a little bit to fantasy and like dystopia and some of that stuff sometimes being underappreciated as not being literary fiction. Yeah. When it does have a lot of power sometimes, which which does make me really sad because I've read some really powerful fantasy novels. I've read some really powerful dystopian novels. Um, well, I'm sure I think 1984 is on the list. Right? Yeah, but the world. Um, yeah. that have a lot of power and depth to them, but probably besides those ones that were like, yeah, like 1984, yeah. like don't make it on a list like this because they're not literary fiction. Yeah. They're not literary enough. I think that's I'm interested to see as we continue to read the list. If that's something we run into with the books that are from originally in English or originally from Western, Western in quotes, countries, if they end up always being the more pretentious, more literary fiction ones because there's such a wide berth mm. that people can't, that the authors or the people who chose this list can be like, oh, would this one have such flower? You know, like, and weed out some of those ones that might yeah. be really, really good, but not be literary enough. I wish that the front of the 1001 books to read before you die list had an explanation of why they picked, because it doesn't. There's no. no, like, introduction that's like, we were looking at these five key factors, like mm. initial sales, staying the test of time in this yeah. way, this winning awards, like, there's nothing like that. And so it... It feels uh, pretty arbitrary, you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, and, and it feels yeah. like with like this, like 
it feels like they must have put this one on the list because of the second one. Yeah, the and way then they, bo- talk they both about have it. to be on the list if that's and the case. And that's like, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm like, if this is on the list because of the second one, if it's so good, um, that makes me angry because it took the place of what could have been another good book. Good yeah. book. Yeah. I posted um, on, let's see, the like Instagram-esque book social media uh-huh. website that we're on uh, at 1001 books podcast the there i put when i posted when we, our episode for what's the one we posted recently that we didn't like came out oh world for julius uh-huh. and i posted you know like pan or whatever you can do you know like it so so pan or you bailed and so i posted oh. pan and then i you know wrote something about how we didn't like it and then somebody commented like it makes me so angry that this is on here and east of eden isn't on the list and oh. I was like, I haven't read East of Eden, um, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, it's just the exact same feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish that there's should have been a space for X, Y, or Z, and mm-hmm. this book is on there. So, but I guess we will find out in part two. And yeah. I, I'm fine with on our list of only one of them or none makes the <laughs> makes yes. the. Our well, list. let's just. I mean, I think we've been pretty clear. I'm not concerned about us disagreeing yeah. on this one. Doesn't make your list. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. So that'll be interesting because I don't think I'm fine. With one being on the list, if the other isn't like, but what if what if you can? What if we feel like you could read the second one and it would have made sense if we hadn't read this one? The second one would have to blow me away. Yeah, for me to think that you should jump in the middle of a series. Oh, because you're being so type A about it. I am very type A. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm type A too, but not about that. I feel like the second the second one is good, and it would be possible that it would make sense without the first one. I think it can be on the list if it's good and it would not make sense. Then I think no, yeah, Yeah. because it's not nothing is worth reading this. Nothing is worth burning your reading life with this book. I don't even hate it as much as you do. I just don't have any feelings. That's the same blah. You know, that's mediocre. I think blah is is. Sometimes it's almost worse than hate because it didn't even like inspire anything. Yeah, in no emotions. I mean, all writing you'd hope that's yeah. good inspires some emotion, whether positive or negative. Yeah, you make a point. Well, so. do I just move on to our much more fun second section? Yeah, this I is do. A short chat? Okay, so listeners, because this is our twentieth episode, we realized that um, as we look back on the twenty books we've read, one of the things that we think should affect if they make the list mm-hmm. is if we've been thinking about them over the last couple of months because especially this first 20 we read pretty spread out over about seven, seven or eight months because mm-hmm. um, we were recording before we were releasing them. And so we're going to go back and kind of review our lingering thoughts about each book quickly and then decide if our original rating of whether they should be on the list of books you should read before you die stands or we're going to make a change. And our plan is to do this every 20 books um, so that, our final list is, you know, perfect. <laughs> so, you know, 50 times. Yeah, we'll be doing this uh, 50 times, but it'll be over a long period. So, um, okay, so let's hearken back to book number one, The Midnight Examiner. Oh, yeah, Have you yeah. thought about this book at all since we read it? Only to mock it. Yeah. <laughs> Not because it changed my life in any way. Only as a standard of what I think a bad book is. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I, I think as we've read more, our, like, what is terrible, what's like unreadable terrible has changed because we've kind of broadened our horizons. Uh-huh. But this book still remains, nope, not worth your time. Don't read this. Don't read the Midnight Examiner. Nope, yeah, not changing. So, okay, so that will stay off the list. Book two is Pavel's Letters, which we put on the list. Um, I haven't thought about it very often since, 
But I still think it belongs on the list. And I feel like I've thought about it in the way we always joke that every one of these books is about communism. I feel like this book was the most uniquely interesting in how Mm -hmm. it was about communism. All right. So book number three on the list was For Whom the Bell Tolls. And we both put it on the list. Even though we didn't like it. Even though we didn't like it. So how are you still feeling? You know, I still feel neutral about it like I still feel like I wouldn't recommend it I have not thought about it but I don't think I'd take it off the list do you think we're falling prey to like this is such a known classic it has to be on there but I mean this is one of our most listened to episodes because of the name recognition I think I I think I would be willing to re-examine it 20 or 40 more books down the line. But as of right now, I still feel like it belongs on the list. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so every time we do this, we'll look at all the books we read. That one. Or we'll just go back to the ones that were like wishy-washy. Wishy-washy. About. Okay, what's all book right? four? And then book four was Pierre and Jean. Oh. And I said yes. And I said no. And this is our only no. split. Um, I hold on to my no. This book was fine and it was readable. But I, d- but I don't think it was unique or and it hasn't stuck with me or anything. How's your vote feeling? I haven't thought about this book since. Ooh. However, I do think that it's one of the only books that has looked at family family dynamics. So I think it's still, I still think it should be on the list. Plus it had hoydenishness, which I frequently think about the word oh, yeah. hoydenishness. I do think about hoydenishness a lot. So, um... <laughs> Oh, and we apparently wanted a hashtag during this episode called Shred This Book, which I have not used and maybe we should use when we talk about this one. Well, it's because we did our extra segment about a book that you would like to, you hate yeah. or whatever. That's like a We should start order. doing that on the books we hate. This Titus Grown will be a Shred, Shred This, this book. book. Okay. Oh, after that, we have a collection of short stories, book five, Reasons to Live. Okay. This is the book I think about the most. most of any of the books we have read. Yes, and we didn't put it on the list, but actually I think it's the most profound and one of the best things that we've I, read. So. It definitely needs to be on the list. We've talked about this book so many times, and I've even considered rereading one or two of the essays. And I thought about buying those three more books of short stories in this like series, and yeah. I've almost bought those. So absolutely, and this is also our most listened to episode. I... I really like I don't know why we said no I think it was because it was early on and we weren't so sure what we were really looking for but this checks now that we're 20 bucks in this checks all of my boxes for why it should be on the list yes and I feel very strongly that we were wrong yes absolutely okay that's that's a good change and then book six ah life is a caravanserai has two doors I came in one I went out the other nope staying with no again still inaccessible I do have a different Turkish book on my bookshelf right now that I plan to read soon but we'll see how that one goes book number seven life and times of Michael K boo still terrible still no yeah still a no for me and book number eight to each his own hmm you know this is the only detective story we've read so far and maybe the only one on there and but I have not thought about it at all I don't really think I think this should be on the list yeah I mean we put, I feel like we put it on the list solely because it was the only detective story but I think we've agreed that being the only book of its type isn't on, that we've read thus far only two percent in is not enough reason to be on there and I just feel like I in my head like Sherlock Holmes could have been on here. Yeah. Or like, 
uh, there are other things that could have been on this list. Or an list. Agatha Christie novel. And so because yeah. there are other things that could have been on this list that I would have appreciated better that I know of consciously, why would I put this book on the list? Yeah. So I think this is All now right. a no. That's a removing it, crossing it out. No. Okay. Let's look at the next book. All right. Book nine, Hadrian the Seventh, which we put on the list. I still think it belongs This one on stands for me. I do think about this one, and I feel like it was unique and funny. I did not like it, though. I think mm. that was the first book. No, we put so our book number two we didn't like. We put on the list. Book number three, yeah. For Whom the Bell Tolls, yeah. Uh, and then book 10, Around the World in 80 Days, which was a no. That remains a no for that me. That remains a no for me, especially yeah. knowing there's more Jules Verne down the line. Yes. Book number 11 was Alias Grace, which still remains a yes for me. Obviously, everything Margaret Atwood writes is good. I honestly, like, <laughs> it would have to be, I, I can't even, like, fathom not putting a Margaret Atwood book on the list. I mean, I've only read those two, but they were outstanding. <laughs> so. Oh, and book number 12 was Crime and Punishment, which, again, I still feel should be on the list. And I honestly, like, I think about this book a decent amount. Me too. And, like, I just feel good about myself for having read it. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know if that's a reason, but it seems yeah. good enough for me. Um, and it makes me sad that a lot of people haven't listened to that episode, and I think it's one of our best ones. Yeah, like, I, I know. think our conversation is really good. Um, little side note. So I was reading a book of essays by Audre Lorde, and in one of the essays, she's, like, from the 80s, and she, like, went on a trip to the USSR, which was, like, sponsored for writers to come, and so it was kind of a propaganda thing. But she's writing about that experience during the Cold War, so I'm sure it was, like, controversial that she had positive things, some to say about the USSR but then at the end of the essay she talks about how she um the best-selling book in Russia right then was the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman an American book about a black woman in the American uh-huh. South which I've read and then she's like and that and like and they sell out they print so many copies they're such readers even if they have book censorship how many novels of Russian novels have you read in translation this year and I was yes, like one I and it made me, and, I, and I was just like, that's so true. And that's like what the podcast is all about. Yeah. Um, so I know. Okay. Book 13, The Sea, the most modern book that we've read, which was, and it was a no from us. Remains mm-hmm. a no for yeah. me. Yeah. I've thought about it once or twice, but I don't think it deserves to be on the list. Yeah. Book 14. I've kind of thought about it and oh, I wish that book had been a little bit better. Like yeah. it could have been a little bit better. It could have been Reasons to Live. Yes. It could have been Reasons to Live and it wasn't. Um, book 14, The Age of Innocence. I still love The Age of Innocence. I still love The Age of Innocence. I feel like maybe I put it on the list just because I love like that era of writing. But I'm it's okay our with list. that still. It's our list. I'm okay with that still. I still think it's a really accessible classic. And True. People need accessible classics. Um, Number 15, A World for Julius. Boo, no. If it was just chapter one. I mean, I'm still saying uh, to yeah. you, Alfred Bryce and... I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, that if your book had just been one part, I would have put it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Too long. 300 pages too long. Um, if this is a man, would I still say yes? And just a side note to our listeners, thank you for being patient with the fact that if this is a man and the book that followed it were reversed in order. I wonder if any of you noticed that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if this is a man still excellent yes um book 17 the witness we put this on the list uh, this one is more recent you know but 
I feel like my putting it on the list stands. I think my putting for, it on the list stands. Yeah. For like two cultures colliding. For now. Yeah. Um, book 18, Waiting for the Dark, Waiting for the Light. Uh, communism again. We said yes. I hold I hold on to that yes. I hold on to it for now. Yep. Um, book 19, The River Between. I still say yes. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, it was only... A couple a one of weeks episode ago, a one episode ago, but a couple of weeks ago for mm. us, and I still think it belongs there. I mean, and clearly we still think Titus Grown is yeah, it. boo. So overall, so yeah. a couple of changes. Yeah, so let's look at our list here at the back of the book, where we have. So that means that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 and a half out of 20 we've put on the list. Which one did we... Oh, because we added one and took one off. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, better 50, than 50%. Better than 50% is pretty good. I feel calm. Do you... What would you say are your, like, top three out of the ones we've read so far? Reasons to Live, um, Alias Grace. Oh, what would be third? Um... I'm going to say Pablo's Letters, not because I think it was, like, the most powerful, but it was, like, after the first book, I kind of was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a slog. <laughs> and then we read Pablo's Letters, and it made me feel like, oh, I can do this. And so it just, it feels good to me because it was the first book that we really liked. That I liked, and then yeah. I was like, this is not going to be horrible. I told you, like, oh, no, I just made a 40-year <laughs> commitment to something that I hate, and I can't back out. <laughs> um yeah i would say alias grace the age of innocence and then the third slot the third slot it's really close between pavel's letters reasons to live and if this is a man um probably reasons to live Mm -hmm. alias grace age of innocent reason live based not on oh i think they're the most you have to read them for die but based on my personal Mm -hmm. taste i think those are the best three yeah and i I really, I can't believe, I just can't get over how we've been like, we didn't put any, or reasons to live on the list. And it just, I, I think about it all the time. I probably need to own her other books. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like we could have a little mini so where we read some of the other that'd ones. Be, that'd be a fun That'd be a good mini so. Yeah. So, that's a fun idea for mini so's in general. Read another book by the author of what Or read another like. book, like read the Turkish book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a thousand episodes worth of mini sods. <laughs> Nine hundred and eighty-one left. Woo! <laughs> what oh, if what if what if the thousand and first one is like really bad? What if the last one we finish on is like a really bummer? I mean, when we get to the final ten, I think we should do some like like we're building up to what we think is going to be a good yeah. ending. It would be hilarious if the like whatever the last one is, is like a really famous book that we don't draw because we really do draw them from a hat. And it's like yeah. the last one is like a super recognizable title that we haven't done. I know. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. We also haven't yet had a book that either of us have read before, which I expected that to come up sooner. I mean, but when you think about it, we've only had like, there's only like 60 for each of us on the list. That right? we've read and we've only read 20. So, yeah. I mean, that's true. In the next... Yeah next 20 maybe there maybe, will be yeah and i think there's more that we've heard of on this list on the first 20 than i expected yes yeah out of because there's like way more that we haven't heard of on the list. i know i think that there's gonna be some stretches where we're like what are these books yeah yeah well i always really enjoy getting to draw them that's very exciting. i know that is nicole's job because they live currently at her house. Yeah. Chelsea does um, all the editing and posting and paying for this online service. <laughs> I bring wine and draw the books 
I feel like I'm kind of winning in the deal. <laughs> I mean, we've had some technical issues, but we've made it past 20. Yeah, it's impressive. I feel like I read somewhere that most podcasts don't make it past their first like six months. And even though we haven't been posting, we've been recording for six months. We've been recording for almost a year now. That's true. Wow, that's crazy. And we have a. I feel like there is a dedicated 10 listeners that we don't know that are listening to it every week, which is very exciting. I'm going to be honest, after 20 episodes, your friends who are listening out of commitment have like... Have given up. My parents don't even listen to it anymore. My parents don't even listen to it anymore either. No, everyone's like, this is a great project, and they're gone. (laughs) But I feel like we, we continue to attract strangers which is more fun anyway and I think it's fun when you get like one listen this is my favorite so it's obviously it looks better on your numbers when someone like subscribes and listens to all your episodes but I think it's really fun where it's like randomly for whom the bell tolls has a listen yeah like like, like, because they're going back googled anything about yeah and then the podcast came up or they were searching for for whom the bell tolls read aloud and they found this and listened to it so I think I think that's really cool. I mean, and we have 40 years of this. So by the end of this, yeah, we'll I have mean, so many listens. By the end of this, lessons. we'll be on Oprah or whatever. <laughs> well, she'll be dead. But <laughs> unfortunately, that's a fact. <laughs> that was the most callous <laughs> <laughs> We love Oprah. Everyone loves Oprah. But she's in her 60s. We <laughs> she'll 40 be years. dead. <laughs> I th- also, let's moving on from that. So it's interesting when you look at how many plays episodes have gotten. Obviously, like the first episode has a lot, you know, because people start to come and look at that. Uh-huh. But then some of them that I wish had more listens that I think are really good episodes, like Alias Grace and Crime and Punishment. Which we thought would because they're famous books. Yeah. And then there's other ones that have like a lot that I like Reasons to Live um, has the like the most. Um, and also, yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls and Pavel's Letters that I wouldn't have always expected to get yeah. a lot of listens. Uh so, I also I mean, really like it when you see, yeah, that someone did like, download like all the episodes. Yeah, That's like fun. Age of Innocence is 25. Like yeah. people are Googling Age of Innocence. Age of Innocence, yeah. 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 I so. think it's interesting. I'm super, it makes me happy. Yes. So. All right. Well, this is book 20. Woo-hoo! We'll be back for book 21, Gormenghast, book two. <sighs> uh, <laughs> it's well, only 400 more pages. We're going to do our best not to take a whole month to read this one. Um. Oh, can I tell you one thing that I've noticed? Because yeah. these books came together before we move on, listeners. Um, I'm really annoyed, OCD style, about these books. Because they come together in one book. Yeah, that's massive and heavy. Okay. Yeah. Titus Grown, the chapters are titled. Gormenghast, they are numbered. Oh, I had not noticed that. I tried to read chapter one. That's how I know. And then I looked ahead and I was like, this, I, of all the, th- of all the things that gave me feelings on this book, this is the <laughs> thing I feel most strongly about, which tells you how little I cared about this book that I was just like, I, I don't know. I mean, you have strong feelings about chapters <laughs> always, but this is an extra. I yeah. saw that and I was like, why did he change his writing style between two books in the same series? Yeah. Yeah, that is so, annoying. Well, and a lot of the people that I looked up on Litzy who had read these books, they all said they listened to it on audio, and then they gave it good reviews, and so I think that would help. There's also weird drawings in it that I think are t- not even good sketches. They're, like, scary. Yeah, they're scary drawings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, pray for us that we don't lose the will to read <laughs> um, from this. And 
<laughs> we usually give ourselves only one week and then two weeks if it's like 400 page book. And then the first one took four weeks, three weeks, three and a half, three, yeah, three, three, no, four. Yeah. Which is long. And like the longest ever is it crime and punishment. It could have only taken like, three. We put off last week for like a family emergency thing. So it could have only been three weeks. Right. right. But in the end, it was four. And I feel like the longest ever was crime punishment, which was like seven weeks where we just could not finish it. Um, so but we we got to keep up, you know, so this one, we are going to finish this one in two weeks. Deal. All right. We'll shake on it. We're shaking on it. We're promising to ourselves because otherwise you that's, guys I mean, that includes over over. Well, this is going to date the episode, but over Memorial Day, we'll be able. So that's why we'll have lots of reading. Time. I mean, because otherwise you guys are going to have nothing to listen to. Yeah, and we're determined to stay on our schedule. So, so wish us luck, and we will see you next time for book 20. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let's see. At 1001 Books Pod. Or podcast on Let's See It's Podcast. and Or email us at 1001 Books Podcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Happy reading. Happy reading. We weren't in unison. Uh, let's try one more time. Okay. Our listeners can appreciate yes. this. One, two, two three. Happy reading! It's not as good when we count it down. (laughs) Bye!